This is Paul. And this is Wayne. Hey, Paul. What's up? I just want to see if I got this straight. Oh. We couldn't record yesterday uh-huh. because you had to drive across Virginia to drink beer and whiskey. And Do wine. Do I have that correct? And wine. And wine. And wine. So you needed to carry on with beer, whiskey, and wine, which forced us to record this morning so that I miss morning worship services. Correct. So your sinning keeps me from the altar of God. I just worship differently than you do, Aaron. uh, uh, I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. To be fair, it's only 8 o'clock your time. You know you can make that 11 o'clock service. You know you can. (laughs) It sounds to me that Aaron's just jealous. Because he would have loved to have been there drinking those things yeah i did i i was rather uh, envious of the uh of the whiskey flight you were trying to... oh yeah it was good stuff yeah, yeah i went out good. to crozet virginia um because you know they have those articles that you see online it's like the best pizza in every state well apparently the best pizza in virginia is at crozet pizza and while i would not call it the best pizza i've had in virginia i would say it is pretty damn good um mm. but it's also out in the blue ridge mountains which uh it's about two and a half hours from here um, you know, it, I live in Virginia Beach. It's all very flat. There's no mountains. Right. <laughs> it's the closest. You have to drive at least two and a half hours to see a mountain. And uh, so Crozet is, is a nice change of scenery out near the Charlottesville area of Virginia. Um, and out there, it's nothing but beer breweries, uh, distilleries, wineries, and, and interesting restaurants. So um, out near uh, UVA, which is out in Charlottesville. So it's a cool place to go. Um, I had a yummy what? pizza. Well, as I said, I was envious, and envy is a sin, Paul. Ah, see, and you're see. and you're keeping me. You're keeping me from getting right with Jesus. That's well, all I'm saying. Tell you what, we'll wrap up so that you can go to the eleven o'clock service <laughs> and repent. <laughs> Give me ten Hail Marys. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Not Hail Marys. Like my trainer. It's you Hail sound Mary. like my trainer. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Give me ten burpees. Drop and give me twelve. 30, 30 uh, squats. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I'd, I'd rather do burpees or squats than rewatch any of those crisis episodes. Holy um, shit, they were terrible. So this I week... I can't get over how... I mean, because, you know, when, when we talked about it uh, before Christmas, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, the three that came out before the holiday. Um, actually, I felt like, and I know, Paul, you disagree, but I know that Wayne and I both felt like it was getting better. That, you know, particularly like the the Smallville uh, uh, cameo uh, was particularly good. And there were elements that that I know I particularly liked. But I have to tell you, I there was almost nothing I liked about the uh, final two episodes. Wow. Because I was going to ask what you guys didn't like about them. Oh, God. <laughs> the I You know, number one, the the shooting was weird. Uh, you know, the, the, the camera work and the direction, a lot of it felt like the actors weren't in the same space. It's like, you know, we've only got, you know, this guy uh, between uh, three and five and, you know, uh, our actors aren't available. So we'll just shoot him all in, in one shots and then we'll shoot everybody else talking to him in other shots. Well, that's I mean, actually the, the, what happened. You know, Steve yeah, yeah, actually confirmed yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and it looked terrible. Yeah, it looked terrible terrible i mean because you don't have actors working off each other they're just actors running lines um 
the <laughs> the death scene with Oliver Queen again, another terrible death scene with Oliver Queen, which was just another soap opera death. I mean, it's the the guy you know talking really soft, you know, in, in, as he's dying. I mean, it was just it was terrible. And I mean, I like Stephen Amell. He was awful from beginning to end, all five hours of this uh, miniseries event. He was terrible. And he's not a bad actor. No, he just definitely phoned it in. I I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the direction or what, but it was terrible. Even the Marv Wolfman cameo, which I was like, hey, it's Marv. It went on way too long. I got a kick out of seeing him on the screen. I did too. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed his little Stanley moment in, in the CW, right? But it went on way, I mean, it just went on and on. And I'm like, oh my God, cut this. And I, I the uh, particularly the fifth uh, episode, you know, where they're sort of denouementing the whole thing. And then, oh my God, it's the anti monitor again, even though we said he died in the last episode. Um, <laughs> even though Oliver died for, to, to, <laughs> yeah, to stop even, him. I mean, because. Oliver, Oliver's sacrifice seems to have meant almost nothing because the anti monitor is back. Um, the, the, uh, the uh scene the, the that whole fifth episode just needed cutting 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 and it it was like there's like oh we just got to fill some time it was awful it was awful and the big fight with the anti-monitor all everyone does is just look at really intent intense at the anti-monitor there's all this posing going on and i get it it's a superhero show there's going to be some posing but there's all this long posing going on against, you know, I'm going to get in my fight stance and we're going to look real sternly at each other. And after about 30 seconds, then we'll start fighting. And, you know, you've got this big moment where the anti-monitor has got Superman clutched in his hand, right? And he's like, squeezing Superman, squeezing Superman because the anti-monitor is a giant now. And so Supergirl is going to take care of this stuff. And so she's flying at him fast. And then she squints and she burst of speed and it it takes her forever to get to the anti-monitor he's a giant and she's got super speed what the fuck it was terrible i hate i hated this thing but i i i i I have crapped on this since we started talking about it i'm interested to hear what wayne liked yeah so i enjoyed it i enjoyed the wrap-up and the you know i'm i assume we're already into spoiler territory Yes, I enjoy that they merge the world and some of the changes they've done. I, did they really merge the worlds? <laughs> did they really merge the worlds? Because you know they say, okay, now there's just one Earth, and then at the end of it, they show that there's other Earths. They merged yeah, the CW the Earth, of- except for Star Girl, because that's still going to be on a separate Earth. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. merged Black Lightning and Supergirl. That's basically what they merged into the Flash. And they made changes in the process, too. Uh, You don't get as much of that from the crossover as you do the individual episodes. Because I had stopped watching Supergirl two or three episodes before the crossover because this season's just been bad. And the status quo they changed for Supergirl made me skip those episodes I missed and started watching it again. Getting Lex as a main character again. Yeah, I did the same, Wayne. I uh, I watched uh, the the episode of Supergirl that came after. I watched the episode of Batwoman that came after, and I watched the episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow that came after. And I'll say all Batwoman did in its show was say, since the death of Oliver Queen, 
and that was it. Yeah, we all needed some good news since the death of Oliver Queen. That was a news news story. No other reference to the crossover. But uh, as you said, Supergirl, huge status status quo change. Uh, you know, with Lex leading the DEO and uh, the the alignments changing. Like for instance, uh, uh, in this new rewritten history, Lex and his sister are are buddies until Lex reveals what happened. And that's one of those things I find really weird is that, you know, everyone's just letting everybody in on on what happened on the crossover. But they can't tell the, the world in general because of the mass hysteria that would involve. But in DC's Legends of Tomorrow, uh, it was another full on episode of Sarah grieving about Oliver. I haven't watched that well, I, yet. I, it was it was ridiculous, but in a good way. Uh, I, I haven't watched Legends of Tomorrow. The only Legends of Tomorrow that I watched over the last couple of years have been the crossover episodes. And so I don't know a lot of the people who are in that show now. But this was a uh, reality film crew documenting the time travel and whatnot. And so they time travel back to uh, the days of the uh, Russian monarchy, the last days of the Russian monarchy with uh, uh, Tsar Nicholas. And I, I got to tell you, it was so ridiculous. I enjoyed it. You know, it was see, so re- it was so stupid. I enjoyed it. See, I don't need another episode of her grieving because I thought that they did the grieving well in the crossover. Yeah. The you know, basically her coming to the realization that he's the only one that knew her before she became the assassin. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. I I I didn't feel like that was warranted here. Uh, but it did. But I mean, other uh, other than that, and again, an awfully stupid show, but it, it, it was it was stupid in a good way, you know, uh, not not stupid. Let me let me make the distinction that in the uh, crossover, there was another stupid element from DC's Legends of Tomorrow that I did not feel like was in a good way. And that was the big, you know, Furby uh, uh appearance you know the big blue stuffed animal thing that rampaged down the streets that was not good that was not good (laughs) i got i was amused by it because i saw the when it was in the series the first time but i liked that it wasn't real in the crossover that it was a distraction i enjoyed that i i wouldn't say the uh the crossover was as good as some of the previous ones but I enjoyed yeah. it and I like the outcomes of it quite a bit I don't see why they bothered killing Oliver off the second time because he's yeah. the specter and they could have just out there as the specter never I doing agree. cameos yeah. I had no problem with the anti-monitor coming back because really the sacrifice was to restart the universe more than anything else uh, but they also brought the anti-monitor back back in a way that they could eventually if they wanted to bring him back again and i don't need to see that i think the the crossover didn't have a whole lot of gravitas to me one because oliver's death scenes were so terrible and two um you know they've compressed so many of the realities into one world which means a whole lot of people died and didn't come back and i really wish that in the the series that they that that had some weight, you know, like I kept expecting when the flash came back that Iris was going to be gone. Right. I mean, I, I really did. And that didn't happen. Um, I, I, I kept, I kept thinking that 
you know, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to watch Legends of Tomorrow is that I wanted to watch Batwoman and Supergirl was to see who didn't come back. And I, I feel like that's a missing piece because, you know, you're talking about what trillions of people who didn't come back. It should have that should have impacted somebody, not somebody who just died in the fight, but somebody who's just erased from time. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do do that at all, at least that we've seen so far. I mean, we still haven't seen the – at least I haven't seen a Flash episode since then. Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been on yet. Uh, I mean, there's no the acknowledgement I... that the people that they do know aren't the people they know, right? Like, it, when Supergirl wakes up and, you know, her sister's there in the, the, the finale of yeah. the crossover, that's not the sister that she knew, Right. You know, it, it is a sister from an alternate reality of a combined world. Right. It's not the one that she grew up with for 20 plus years. And I think that's something that that is a missed opportunity to your is point. Is that the case? I, I, well, not, because the, the sister is in a, you know, as far as the people they know are concerned, this is the way reality has always been. Right. right. So it's but what like, happened to her sister. I've not been watching Supergirl, so I didn't know something had happened to her sister. I just mean in general, like as a, that, that was just an example. Oh, but, I see. What you you're know, saying. like okay. even um, Diggle, you know, or any of those characters, yeah. they are from a world that didn't previously exist. They are from the world that you know they didn't necessarily that this hero isn't familiar with. So it, it's it's like an right. altered version of the person that they know. Um, you know, well, it, there's no, but there's no real. Same was true. I say the same true of the comic book crossover. That's uh, true. You know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and they never dealt with it in the comic books either. True, fair. But at least you, as the reader, knew shit. You know, the Justice Society is gone, right? Yeah. You know, you as the reader experienced the loss, but since nobody on screen is experiencing the loss, you know, we know like like it would be huge if Cisco was just gone. Now, that said, I never saw Cisco after, like, the second episode of the crossover. Yeah, me either. Um, so he could be gone. After the flash. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, what if Cisco's just gone? You know, not that I would want Cisco to leave, because the Flash is, is, the, is the CW series that I'm really into. Um, I would hate for Cisco to be gone, but that would be huge if just all yeah. of a sudden he's gone and nobody says anything. I find yeah. I'm getting into Batwoman just as much. I, I am loving Batwoman. Are you really uh, gone? One thing I, I wondered... <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I love the characters. I love the writing. I don't like the costume. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I'm really enjoying Batwoman. Uh, one thing I d you guys hit on that did annoy me is, so the end of the episode, they, you know, they've collapsed some of the Earths, but there's still alternate Earths out there. They even say specifically the multiverse restarts. Yeah. Yet in the next Supergirl episode, Brainiac says basically says the multiverse is gone. There's no other worlds out there. There's no other vibrational frequency. So yeah, super confusing. They, huh? Yeah. They can't make up their mind. Basically well, the multiverse yeah. exists, but it only exists in a property standpoint. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, all of the CW shows are together and then the, uh, the DC universe shows are out there and you can't reach those. So yeah, that, well, and, that you, and, and Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern annoying. is still out there apparently yeah that's you know that's that you know you would think if you're going to collapse the multiverse 
that would be one of the things that you just send into antimatter. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't yeah. think that was intended to be the Ryan Reynolds one, though. But that it was sure specifically yeah. that was very. I think it was you know setting up the Green Lantern TV show. I'm sure you're right, but it they was. used footage from the Green Lantern movie. Exactly. So that visually, you would understand what it is. Yeah, I um, was. Uh, I, I was annoyed by seeing the Flash show up in this. And they had their uh, their conversation in the Speed Force. Well, I yes. thought it was a very cool cameo. I will say, I thought the scene itself was so poorly written. It, it feels like Ezra Miller. Yeah, Ezra his Miller. Name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I, enjoy, I was like, wow, that's very cool that they brought him in. But they, it was just such a totally wasted scene. It felt like they didn't have a script. They're like, yeah. hey, Ezra, throw on the uh, the costume and just yeah, it's like they ad lib with with yeah or improv with a. What's his face for 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 a few minutes? Like that—that's what it yeah. felt like to me. Oh, and and, and again, it would, it would be interesting if they put that. It would be interesting if they put that scene into the when they actually do a flash movie with him. I don't think they will, but that would be at least an interesting payoff. But yeah, it I did seem like a don't. wild missed opportunity. To, I mean, because you know, you're like, wow, you know, I never thought that would have happened, and then they did nothing with it. So, yeah, I think well, it was, you know, I think uh, that was something they. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, I think that was just something they filmed after the fact. I think it was all said and done, and then yeah. they, they, and Ezra then they Miller the was like, hey, I'm free. Uh, sure, I'll yeah. do that. And they're like, well, shit, hold on, we got to, fi- we got to figure out a way to throw 30 seconds of Ezra Miller in here because it, the fans will love it. Yeah, I think yeah. my favorite of the final wrap up cameos, though was uh, when you see Brandon Routh Superman. I don't know if you guys caught it, but the uh, his S-Shield didn't have the black on it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice uh, planet flyby, but I didn't understand it. Did that mean that that his world still has, a, that, that there's still a Brandon Routh Superman out there? Yes. I okay. just find that super confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really do. I mean, and you that, know, they, they, that, they, they kill him and off that in the Superman show. And Superman has come back. But he's <laughs> come back. He doesn't have the black anymore. Yeah, it's just weird. I, I just, it, 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 I, I, I found some of that end scene with you know them showing the other Earths and whatnot super confusing. And I think that, and and I don't think that was deliberate. I, I, I don't feel like they intended for us to be confused by that. I feel like it was just bad storytelling. I am so excited about Stargirl when it actually comes I, out. I did the few glimpses we got looked good. Because I look back to when Stargirl guest starred on uh, Smallville, and the costumes were not good then. Yeah. So uh, of the three of us, one of us liked the crossover. So uh, uh, you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, we we you know, uh, two thirds of us did not enjoy. Well, the uh, crisis crossover. We want to hear what you guys thought, though. You know, leave us a comment Absolutely. on our social media feeds. You know, IOM Geek. Yeah, apparently, you can find us at IOM Geek on Twitter, um, which I, I I checked after our last podcast, and that's true. So, you, yeah. Were you verifying? Were you I like, was. Aaron's full of shit. And I looked it up, and it's true. <laughs> so we're IOM Geek on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can leave us a comment there, um, or you can hit us up on our hotline. 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you'll want a coveted, valuable ideology of badness surprise. But the podcast isn't over yet, because we have comics to talk about. Um, it, it's a very DC-centric podcast, just by nature of what came out this week. Um, so this week, two books came out. One 
pretty significant. Um, the other one uh, being Bat, and the other one, Batman Superman issue six, which is kind of the af. Well, I, I shouldn't say kind of. It literally says aftermath on the cover of the initial story arc, um, the infected story arc of issues one through five. This is uh, a bit of the in between issue to wrap up the story from infected and tell you where you can continue reading that story and oh my god that enraged me paul (laughs) six issues of this story and then oh you can go read the rest of the story over here yeah i i went are you fucking kidding me i will say that's bullshit and i would be more upset if i wasn't actually already reading hell arisen because uh, I am reading that that Hellerism book, which is where the the infected storyline continues. Um, but yeah, I hear you. I would be if I wasn't reading it. I'd be like, like why? Why did you give me six issues of an incomplete story? Yeah. Yep. I'm with Aaron here on this one because I'm not reading the other book, and uh, you know, and- there's no wrap up or completion to story. And to be honest, reading this issue, I was just annoyed almost beginning to end because it felt like they're just rehashing crisis our infinite crisis <laughs> the the yeah, three i would agree yeah yeah uh, the three uh, icons falling apart and the distrust and i just i read this book and i just kept thinking i've seen this i've seen this done a little bit better uh-huh. i don't need to see this again i'm tired of this yeah and so yeah i hated this issue see i would i would agree with you except the very last page of the book completely jazzed me. I got so excited about the teaser for, for next issue because the very last page of the book, spoilers, shows that General Zod and Raj al Ghul are in discussions for uh, General Zod to get all the Lazarus pits. And you know what he's going to do with that? He's going to resurrect himself some fucking Kryptonians. I am so jazzed for that story. I mean, it looked, number one, it looked cool. The page looked cool. Uh, I love Raj. I love General Zod. I am down for this story. So, you know, I would have been on the mics with a, with a, with a deep, dark black rage about how, you know, they moved our cheese in terms of the storyline. But, man, that last page rocked. It was all I could do not to post this last page uh, out on our Instagram feed. Yeah, um, but they'll probably give you a whole story and – are a fraction of a story and then give you a crossover instead. <laughs> no, it it's well, not Brian I, Michael you know, Bendis. Go, go ahead and uh, Raj Al <laughs> I sort I am things hope, out I, over in this book. I am hopeful. Uh, I, I'm, I'm full of hope. <laughs> I, I did love that page. The promise of that last page tickled me to no end. I, I will say if uh, we get in the story and they point to a one shot or, or a crossover or something i'm dropping the book i hear you and i would too um but i i'm well i what what i'm most looking forward to in that second arc uh featuring general zod and raz al Ghul is that it's going to be drawn by nick darrington and so yeah. i am on board for it yeah uh, and I, I agree with your complaints on this issue i even again even though i'm reading hell Arisen, i thought it was kind of annoying that essentially this is the big new book and the first five issues amounted to essentially nothing, really. Yeah. I mean, they really ultimately just amounted to nothing. And that's frustrating to me that, yeah. you know, they had this big thing. It, it is. It went nowhere. And, you know, I, Wayne, you made a good point yeah. about the infinite crisis. And, I, you know, it, that's just the cycle of comics. It's been about 10 years. We, we It's about time to recycle the stories. 
they even make reference to it. I think at some point they're like, well, but this uh-huh. one's going to be different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say I do enjoy the art in this book. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, particularly, I think there's good capage. Capes <laughs> are sometimes hard to draw. Uh, there's a couple of great panels of uh, just Superman and Batman arriving on the scene side by side. Like, uh, there's one in particular where they've taken out the bad guy, uh, and they're just each one has taken out their bad guy, and they've blended the bad guy yeah. in the art on the bottom, but they're side by side, and that is just such a beautiful page that, you know, that would be a good poster. Now, one so, thing that I did, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Aaron, but I, I do want to reference something we complained about in this book, not this particular issue, but in Batman Superman, with the same artist was that Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent looked exactly the like when right. they when their masks are off. In this issue, I feel I, I feel like David Marquez may have heard us. Um, uh, yeah. Because they they look decidedly well. different in this book and I actually appreciated that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he gave them completely different hair and, and jawlines, their different facial jawlines. features yeah. are similar but different now. Yeah. When they were exactly the same before. Uh Superman, Batman, or Batman, Superman adjacent, uh, I would say that uh, this week's uh, issue of Superman, Superman number 19, uh-huh. uh, continues the story of Superman having revealed to the world that he is Clark Kent. Um, really strong book, uh, really is is in the pocket of what Bendis does so well, and it's a bunch of guys sitting around talking. Uh, uh, and see, what, I didn't want to buy it because so, I'm so frustrated. Yeah. Superman it, it is so good because it's Clark, Lois, Jimmy, and Perry all sitting around talking. And I I enjoyed the, the issue top to bottom. It was great. That's what's so frustrating to me is that he knows how to do the dialogue and he knows these characters. He's just telling stories with the characters I don't want to read. I can't call him a hack like uh, Grant Morrison. well the big new release from dc comics this week was wonder woman issue 750 Um, and by big you mean that it was ten dollars it was ten dollars it was 96 pages very much in the same vein as action comics 1000 and detective comics 1000 dc did not get me with their batman cash grab with their superman cash grab and they're not going to get me with the wonder woman one Uh, when it goes on deep discount on comiXology 250 i'll buy it i I gotta say and aaron's gonna disagree with me i'm sure out of the three i would actually say this was the best um i would i would absolutely agree yeah um because it's not a high bar though (laughs) fair and i'm not gonna say it was a say that go ahead well i'm just gonna say you know uh all of the stories are original um there are terrific pinups in the book. In fact, I put them on our uh, Instagram story last night. Oh yeah, gorgeous uh, stuff. The uh, the thing that I found terrific is number one, they wrapped up the uh, Wild Hunt storyline that that Wonder Woman's been involved in. And, and there's I a clipping. Can, can I pause you for a second on yeah. the Wild Hunt? Because I will just a point that I found interesting is that this is the finale of the Wild Hunt storyline from Steve Orlando and and Jesus Marino that's been going on in the Wonder Woman book. I haven't read any of those books, but mm-hmm. it still it, it still made sense to me because it's still like core concepts of the characters. Uh, so right. as long as you know who the characters are, even though it's the last part of who knows five six issue arc, 
I didn't feel lost. Like I, I, I what? It, it felt okay to like I, I felt good to me. I completely agree. I haven't read a Wonder Woman book since Greg Rucker was writing, and uh, I was not lost at all in that story. And here's the thing that that I particularly loved about it is they wrapped that up, and I understood what was going on. Um, there is a cliffhanger. And then there's, you know, some pinups and then another, you know, uh, out of continuity sort of story. And then they come back to that to, to resolve that cliffhanger. And I'm like, well, this is fucking awesome, because typically what they do in these types of books is they give you a bunch of story seeds and they don't really wrap anything up. They just promise additional stories in the future. And I thought that was really nice. And I got to tell you. I loved most of the uh, of the standalone stories that were in this book. My favorite, and, <laughs> funny enough, was the yeah. one written by Greg Rucka. That was a great story, wasn't it? And Nicola Scott, I think it was Nicola Scott on art for uh -huh. that one. Oh, yeah, God, it was beautiful, beautifully yeah. drawn. Yeah, it was a, well, and I, I the Scott Snyder story I thought was really interesting. You know, it tells the story of nineteen thirty nine Wonder Woman. Yeah, and actually, and that's. It, the reason I picked up this book. So um, that apparently, you know, they, they said the seeds of what would eventually become this DC 5G stuff were starting to be set up in this book. Um, right. And that's the story that starts setting it up, which is that, you know, in this rewritten post doomsday clock continuity, Wonder Woman has been around since World War Two. Yeah. Um, you know, that she is the first and superhero. And predates Alan Scott. That's what mm -hmm. I thought was so, was so interesting, yeah. is that she predates Alan Scott in this continuity. Yeah. That she look appears to inspire Alan Scott. Mm -hmm. And that's apparently the, the, you know, the new continuity that they're starting to subtly set up. And I thought it was a well-done story. I mean, I don't like Brian Hitch art. Um, I, I actually really wished that it had been a different artist. But I enjoyed the, the, the right. concept of the story. And, I you know, I always enjoy seeing the the world war era superheroes because most of that stuff ha because of just nature of time has been written out of continuity mm -hmm. uh so i, I enjoyed seeing right. that yeah no I, it was great now that they're they're back i want a justice society book again i missed the justice society i'm well, sure it's coming, coming. <laughs> <laughs> um so i gotta say it, it, while 10 bucks is is hard to swallow for any comic book right especially a comic book if you're not reading it and it's a comic of one-off story you know it's an anthology essentially um to varying degrees of quality but none of them are bad they're just not you know none of them some of them aren't fantastic um but if you can get this on a sale absolutely pick it up uh it, it I, I thought it was the the most well handled and, and lovingly handled um of the the three books it didn't feel yeah, like a cash it, it sounds much better than them based on what you guys have to say. Oh, it, it really is. I, said, I, I already plan on, I will get it on sale. It appears to me that instead of just saying, hey, we're, we're going to have an anniversary issue for this hero, you guys give me some stories. Instead, it seemed like the, the uh, you know, Wonder Woman editor sat down with a bunch of writers and said, here's the theme, here's the, the through, here's the through line write your stories. And it just felt like it was more of an edited collection as opposed to just give me whatever the fuck you want to give me. Uh, I really did feel like there was, there was creative control from the editor. And I got to tell you a lot of times, you know, if you let the editor do their fucking job, you're going to get a better product. Uh, I loved uh, going back to what you said about Greg Rucka's story, Paul, 
I love that he got to wrap up his story Yeah. in this. I mean, and this is the thing that I find so amazing about this book is that the stories are relevant to the character. They're not just, oh, that's a sense of the character. That's a flavor of the character. They were relevant to the character. They're relevant to the stories being told about the character, and they wrapped shit up. I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I agree. So, highly recommend Wonder Woman issue 750. Yep. I do too. I can't recommend that $10 price tag, but no. I, I certainly recommend the book. Well, Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Well, next week, uh, we've got Action Comics issue 1019, continuing that Superman versus the Legion of Doom storyline um, from Brian Michael Bendis and John Romita Jr. Also from DC Comics, we have Scott Snyder's last issue of Justice League, Justice League number 39. Um, you know, wrapping up the Justice Doom War. Uh, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. I've really enjoyed that storyline. From Marvel Comics, we have the second issue of Thor from Donny Cates and Nick Klein. You know, with, with Thor as the Herald of Galactus. Um, love we, it, love it. We also have second the second issue of Doctor Strange from Mark Waid and Kev Walker. Um, Surgeon Supreme, Doctor Strange. And if you're in the mood for more Doctor Strange, um, like I mentioned in a previous episode, Marvel is releasing a, a series of their The End one-shots. Um, they have Doctor Strange The End, the final Doctor Strange story, um, written from the creative team of Leah Williams and Felipe Andrade, um, neither of which I'm familiar with, but you know, I'll flip through it and see if it looks interesting. Uh, and also, speaking of last issues and last tales, uh, next week is jason aaron's last issue of conan the barbarian issue 12 um i'm way behind so i'm gonna pick it up and trade and then we'll talk about it because <laughs> um, I, I do not plan on picking it up and, and you know and, and getting caught up right now but when it goes on sale or or collects in the trade I, I will absolutely pick it up um and if you're following us on our star trek podcast uh, star trek picard countdown issue three comes out next week Strange that that's coming out after the first episode. Yeah, has, has yeah, that's I've been enjoying that book quite a bit, though. It's a good book. Yeah. and those the char the two Romulan characters that uh, that uh, befriend Picard in the at the end of the first issue uh, feature prominently in episode one of Star Trek Picard. And look in our feed this week because Paul and I will be discussing the premiere of Star Trek Picard on Star Trek with Aaron and Polly at some point too. Yes, week. Very soon. Very soon. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a good week. You too. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.